Welcome everyone to another weekly planner call today. For me, very, very important to please pay very, very close attention. I'm gonna show you only three slices. That's it, three, only three, three slides, three PowerPoint slides. All I want you to do is pay attention and ask as many questions as you can. After 22 years in this business, I don't think I can simplify it more than what I'm going to explain today, all right? So everything in real estate, now that we're back to fully normal, right? In most parts of the country, everybody's engaged already. People are buying and selling real estate. It's lower, right, than the beginning of the year. We all understand that, but it's picking up and it's picking up fast, right? So everything we do in real estate is to first and foremost generate a lead. One more time. Everything that we do in real estate is first and foremost to generate a lead. No lead generation, nothing else. No CMAs, no contracts, no showings. So the key is to generate the lead. Got it? So it's not enough, and we know that. There's a very small circle of people that we know, regardless of who you are, most likely you don't have enough people in your referral network. All right, just friends and family, it's not enough. And we know that we run out of those people super fast. So that's why we need to do the right marketing. That's why we say all the time, we are in the business, not of real estate, but in the business of marketing. So the job of your marketing strategy and everybody in the line, right? It's to what? To generate a lead, right? So it's we say all the time, real estate agents have two problems, lead generation and lead conversion. And if we solve those two problems, we have a successful agent. So let's start with the message to generate that lead. Remember, Aida, attention, interest, desire, and finally action. Okay, so first and foremost, we want to generate the lead. And I want to show you these three slides because last week I did, last two weeks, I did two seminars for the Association of Realtors. For some of you who are not in South Florida, that is the biggest association in the country, in the country, all right? And uh, we had such a great feedback from those two sessions that I want to share them with you. Last week, I spoke a little bit about that, but I need you to understand the process and for you to identify exactly where you need to improve, where you are stuck or where you need to accelerate the process, all right? So again, everything starts with lead generation. We can generate a lead if we don't do the marketing. We can do the right marketing if we don't have the right message. Let me get started with what the right message is. Because if you don't have the right message, you're not going to get first and foremost your leads attention, got it? So here we go. I'm gonna show it to you. Most of you, of course, have seen it. But again, I need you to identify exactly what's lacking or what you can improve in your business now to start generating more leads. Let me show, show you this screen right here. I'm gonna share my screen uh, with uh, this one. I believe it's this one, yep, right here. So I'm gonna show you a buyer's campaign, all right? I'm gonna show you a seller's campaign first and then a seller's campaign. Again, most of you are familiar with the campaign. Our job is to get, is to start doing the marketing. And the right way of doing the marketing in order to generate the lead is to get their attention. How do we get their attention? Well, very simple, all right? Ads for sellers. Right here, you've seen this before. Thinking about selling, not thinking about buying, selling, or renting a property. Thinking about selling, you need to start segmenting your ads. We want to generate more leads, but not only generate more leads. Many agents complain, oh, 
but Zillow, Trulia, Realtors.com, Facebook, they're bad leads. Well, it's not that they're bad leads. It's that most likely the message you have in those platforms is not the right one. You're not asking for the right people. So six things that I want to show you here, most of you have seen it, but I want to remind you, and for those of you who have seen it, the question is, have you done it already? Do you have it already active, implemented in your marketing campaign? Right? Any questions you have, you know that after these three uh, slides, I'm going to answer any questions you have. So number one, thinking about selling, that's number one, your home and fill in the blank with your area. In this case, in this example, Sunset Lakes. Learn the five mistakes. Learn to write copy, marketing copy, advertising titles in negative, not in positive. Got it? Owners making Sunset Lakes uh, when selling their home, and number four, how to avoid them. So give them a solution. I'm going to go through the first four. Number one, selling, segmentation. Number two, segmentation by area. Number one is segmentation by client, sellers. Number two is segmentation by area, in this case, Sunset Lakes. Number three, negative, all right? Giving five mistakes, three mistakes, etc. Number four, give them a solution. Number five, you, you see here, in order to get their attention, you need to have their picture. And number six, offer them a download. Whether you're doing this on Facebook, postcards, it doesn't really matter the platform. What matters, it's the message. So if you're having troubles right now generating more leads, this is the type of ad that is working, that is designed to get the buyer's, or in this case, seller's attention. Now, let's go to a buyer's campaign, my own buyer's campaign for international clients. All you have to do is tweak a little bit of content. But the six things, segmentation by client, segmentation by target, speaking in negative, giving them a solution, a picture that gets their attention, and finally offer them something so in exchange you get their email. That is the process. That is exactly what I want you to focus on. And I'm giving you the framework right here. If you're working with buyers, don't buy a property, for example, in Miami before reading this guide. Includes the seven mistakes made by international buyers and the properties with highest appreciation. This is not written uh, correctly in English. As you can see, if you click in here, you will see the original. Uh, this is in Spanish because I tar target international Hispanic investors, right? The picture is not about me. The picture is all about getting the attention of that potential investor. And as you can see right here, over a thousand people have shared that campaign. So again, those two marketing campaigns are designed to get the client's attention. Now, what happens after that? So the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, do I have a buyer's and a seller's campaign right now set up? And if the answer is not, you know that is exactly what you need to fo be focusing on right now. We are back to normal, back to semi-normal, but we need to start generating leads. We just can't keep waiting. Leads, at least not enough, are not going to come to us. We need to go to the lead, right? We, we want to make sure that we get their attention. We want to identify people that are interested on buying ourselves. So if you have any questions about the design of your campaign, the content of your campaign, the type of picture and call to action in your campaign, this is the time for you right now to ask that question, right? Now, the, the success of last two weeks uh, seminars with, that, that I did for the association uh, comes down to understanding exactly the process. Again, once you have this set up, 
the buyer's and the seller's campaign, it is very simple, very simple now to go to the next step. Once you have this done, you don't have to create a new campaign, which was one of the questions we have here in the session. How many campaigns should I create? How often should I change the, the campaign? And the answer to that is you don't change it while it's working. For example, this campaign that has over 1,000 shares, I have not changed it in a while. Why? Because it's working, right? But now after that, the question is the following, all right? What do I do with that? All right, so I designed the campaign, I launched the campaign, but before I launch the campaign, I need to make sure that I have these six steps ready. And I think we talked about this last week, but I need you now to identify exactly where you need to improve. So I get the lead, perfect. I got all those leads, less than $1 per lead. Most of you have seen that. Now, and I know most of you already have the black box or you have your own system. It doesn't really matter, all right? Most of you, if you're here, you have the black box, which has the website, the email, the system, the campaigns, the email marketing sequence, right? All you have to do is the, the, the call. But I need you to understand whether, if you have the black box, have you already set it up? If you don't, if you're not using the black box, that's fine. Do you have a website that has the content, the segmentation, and the automation? Now, what I need you to understand from today is that what you need is to have the system working for you. Not to purchase a system or not to have a different system, is to make sure that you become a master of the process. The difference between the top agents and the struggling agents and that is that they have this process not only set up, but mastered it. Got it? So have you mastered your website? Is your website already designed? Is your website already segmented? Is your website uh, set up with the right picture and the right call to action, the right guides? If you're using the, the, the black box, we'll even give you the guides. Do you have the website completely polished? And if not, well, that's, that's okay. That's what you need to work on. Number two, understanding, very, very, very important right here. Oops, sorry guys. Understanding the email marketing system, right? If you're using the black box, you already have it, but it's not about having it. If you have constant contact, MailChimp, that's great. But now the question for you is, do you have, are you going in a daily basis, in a daily basis into your black box or your email marketing system of choice to see not only who is opening your emails, but more important, who is clicking on those emails. Remember, that's what I don't suggest you do cold calling anymore because once you have enough leads and you're putting those leads into a system and you are reaching out to the people that are engaging with your content, those are people that are open to you. And I know I have some questions here. I'm answering to you, for you right now. Those are people that are open to speaking to you. So again, it's not only about having the email marketing system, whether we call it the black box, which 99% of you have access to, or whether you call it top producer, eye contact, constant contact, MailChimp. The question is, are you doing this in a daily basis? Are you going into your email marketing system and identifying exactly who's not only opening, but more important from those who open, who clicks on it. And calling, reaching out, step number six, reaching out to those people, all right? Making sure that in the system, you have the right content. So if you're not using the black box, all right, you need to make sure you have the right content. Content similar to what I show you. Content that is segmented 
and automated in the system. Then you're gonna do the campaign. So the question is, there are four ways of generating leads. You already know that. Which ones right now are you using? Please take a pen and a piece of paper. You want more leads, you need more leads. All of us need more leads, all of us. Regardless of where we are, we all need more leads, got it? But the, the challenge is not actually on getting the lead. The challenge is actually, and please realize that, on converting the lead, got it? So the campaign, the question is, where are you going to be placing that campaign? Well, there are only four ways, email marketing, social media, online marketing and offline marketing. Ideally, you want to be in all four of them. Of course, for many agents, that is not possible because of budget restrictions. Yeah, got it? They don't have enough budget. But you got to get started at least with email marketing. You need to have the email mark, the emails of everybody in your area. All right? Number two, social media. A campaign similar than what, to, to what I show you. There's no reason why you shouldn't be doing Facebook at this point is very, very, very inexpensive. And it works for pretty much 99% of the population. Number three, online marketing. That is a little bit more advanced, retargeting, Google ads, etc. And number four, if you have the budget and it definitely works, postcards, magazines, newspapers. So where's your campaign going on? Remember, please, please, one more time, guys, that if we don't have enough leads, we don't have a business. One more time. If we don't have leads, we don't have a business. Our sole job that we can delegate is lead generation. And we need to make sure that we have an engine running, right? In a way that is generating enough leads in a daily basis. So many leads that we need to delegate some of them. Got it? And what do we do with those leads? Step number five, we need to put them into the email sequence. Every single lead that we get, we need to get them into an email sequence so we can not only monitor, but step number, number six, call them. And here's the question that we are going to ask during that call, all right? So very simple. The question is simple. Hi, Mr. Buyer, Mr. Sellers. Anna, I always have Anna right here in the, in the first. <laughs> so I see you first, Anna. I always speak on you. What, what can I say, right? Hey, Anna, how you doing? I noticed that yesterday you downloaded the seven steps to selling a home in downtown Miami. Hi, Anna. This is Orlando Montiel. I noticed that yesterday you downloaded the guide seven steps or the five mistakes owners in downtown Miami make when selling their home. Tell me what questions do you have about it and how can I help you? That's it guys, that simple, that simple, no more than that. And what we do is we have at least five of these conversations every single day. If you have five, remember the three five, five sales conversations, five times a week, 50 times a year, that is going to give you between 12 to 14 transactions depending on where you are, that is at least seventy dollars to $90,000 in commission. Just learning these basics. You don't need to develop a very complicated system or team in your business. What you need is to master each and, each and every one of these steps that I just showed you. So I'm gonna mute right here. I'm gonna say uh, right here, good morning, Leanne, good morning, Miguel, good morning, Sebastian. Tanya says, good morning, Tanya. I've been working on creating my campaign since last week. 
I want to target Brooklyn sellers. That is perfect. That's easy to do. But Facebook won't let me target by zip code. They won't let you do that. It defaults to 15 miles. That's where 100% right. New Jersey, it's within 15 miles of Brooklyn. And so it is Connecticut. How do I suggest I work my, how do you suggest I word my campaign to account for this? Very good. So I think I mentioned last week uh, that Facebook starting August 26 uh, was uh, limited because of go uh, government uh, ordinance is that you can now segment by age, by zip code, by income, by gender, right? Before August, with Facebook, you could do that. Now you can't. You can do that if you're advertising on housing, uh, employment, or equal, or uh, housing, employment, and the other one, housing, employment, and financing, all right? So very simple, Tonja. So if you work in Brooklyn, the campaign is very simple. Learn the five mistakes owners in Brooklyn and you can put it in bold or highlighted, make when selling their home. Exclusive guide for Brooklyn sellers, owners. If you are a resident of Brooklyn and you want to sell your home, don't until you read this report. So make sure you use the word of your area, whether you're in Brooklyn or any other part in the country, of that area in specific to at least two times in your copy. So you reinforce that. Because if it is about Brooklyn, all right, then you are not going to want to download it if you are downloaded if you're in Connecticut. Does that make sense? Granted, doesn't mean that sometimes people from Connecticut or people from other areas within those 15 miles will download it, all right? Uh, but most you're gonna get most of those people in Brooklyn. And some people that are very close to the area where you live, which most of the time you can help them also buy or sell a home. Again, so mentioned two times, as I said before, uh, in the, right now when we were talking about the copy, it's all about targeting and the picture is about Brooklyn. You mentioned Brooklyn two times. Don't sell in Brooklyn before reading this report, right? So I hope that helps. Uh, since the radio area and Facebook is bigger now, 50 miles for sure, that's the minimum. How can I guarantee my audience exactly what I said? Please repeat the five steps, segmentations by seller. So there are six, all right? So number one, I want to segment by uh, audience. So I can't, I shouldn't put in my ad. If you are thinking about buying or selling or renting a home in whatever area you live, right? I want to segment by what? By sellers in this case, number one. Number two, I want to mention, especially now that it's 15, that for a while already, 15 miles, I want to put it in the copy minimum two times, right? That's number two. Segmentation by what? Segmentation by area. Number three, the copy, the text, the message should be negative. Very important. Why negative? Very simple. We have a receptor in our brain called the amygdala, right? And the amygdala, it's designed, right, by nature, designed to pay attention to negative news. So let me ask you a question. When you see a, you know, a, a piece of news on, on, on TV and it's positive or negative, which one do you pay attention to the most? The negative or the positive? Of course, to the negative. Got it? That's why we call CNN, 
right? What is CNN called? Let's see if somebody remember what CNN stands for. What CNN stands for is the constant negative network. Got it? Because whether it's CNN, Fox News, regardless of the network, they know they are not in the business of providing you the news. They are in the business of selling advertisement. And they know they're going to sell more advertisement the more eyeballs they have glued to the TV. And the way to do that is by talking to you, by showing you negative information. So let's use, and let's not judge whether that's good or bad, right? Let's use their technique to get more eyeballs in our, in our campaign. Those are companies that spend zillions, gazillions of dollars, and they have all the experience in the world to make sure they capture their audience attention. So number three, Margarita, is to make sure that your copy is in negative. So if you're a mother, for example, and you see the three things, all right, to make the you know, three things you need to know to write, you know, to, to, uh, to make sure your kids go to school, right, to a, to a top school. That's, that's interesting. But what about the three mistakes parents make when trying to get their ki kids into a top school? right? So the negative is always going to get more your attention. Ooh, let me see. Maybe this is not very interesting, but it's something mistakes. Let me see what it is. All right. So again, that's what we want. So that's number three. All right. Speaking, writing in negative. Number four is giving them a solution. I want to give them the solution and how to avoid them. Mistakes, right? And how to avoid them. Number five, I want to show them a picture, right? We were talking about, we told you about Brooklyn, right? A picture of the area instead of being Connecticut or general or a picture of, of a, a home of the area. And when we're um, coaching the agents, we, we ask you guys sometimes if you can, if you live in a community that has, you know, in the entrance of that community, the name of the community, take a picture of that community and put it as your website picture. So Brooklyn, I'm 100% I'm sure there are, there are signs, huge signs, right? Even the, the highway signs, right? The Brooklyn. So if you want to segment, if it's Connecticut, Margarita, I don't know exactly where you live, but let's say it's, uh, you know, it's Brooklyn, in this case in Tanja, right? Take a picture of the green exit to Brooklyn or, you know, a huge, a, a huge landmark in the area that identifies your website with the area that you want to target. That's number five. And number six, it's not five, it's six. And number six is offer them something. In this case, and the ad that you saw, it's to download, all right? Why? Because in every single marketing piece, what you want, Margarita, it's to make sure that you get their email, their name, and their phone number so you can not only monitor their behavior and their engagement with your content, but as important, for you to be able to give them a call. Very, very, very good. Uh, Carlos Martel, uh, Facebook didn't allow me to add a link, a, a link to click on, to click on. Uh, Carlos, yes, uh, if Facebook didn't allow you to, uh, to add a link to click on, it's because you were not doing a lead generation campaign or there was a problem while you were, there, there was something at step that you, uh, that you skipped when you were doing the, uh, the, uh, the, the campaign. So always, as a matter of fact, Facebook requires you to put a link, all right, uh, to uh, when you're doing a lead generation campaign, because that's what they are going to offer, give 
that potential lead uh, to read. Lucero High Orlando have been working in a specific area in Miami for two years. Now I'm moving to a new city. What do you suggest I should start my business if I don't know anyone over there or any area? Very good, Lucero. Very, very, very good. Most of us, uh, most of us, every single one in this uh, uh, meeting today went through that situation. Maybe once, but all of us were new to an area. At the end of the day, Lucero, the most important thing is to understand that even if you're familiar with the area, eventually you're going to run out of leads, of people that you can sell to if you do not have a marketing campaign. So the suggestion that I did at the beginning, so my suggestion is to see, again, the whole first part of this session today, because that is exactly what you need to do when you move to a new area. Before you do that, Lucero, very important, please everybody, everybody write this down. In order for you to truly be an expert and not be a fake, because most agents, I got this agent right here, uh, right here in the ultimate real estate agent. This is uh, right here, Thomas Hoffman, right here. Thomas Hoffman, I highly, highly recommend you go to the Miami real estate show and you watch this interview with Thomas Hoffman. $180 million in sales just in one year, Thomas Hoffman. And he says something very interesting. He says, I study my market usually between 45 minutes to an hour every single day, every single day. And he says, because I don't want to be a fake agent. And he's right, most agents are fake agents. They say they're expert in their area, but the, the truth of the matter is they're not. So Lucero, since you're moving to a new area, what I want you to make sure is that you understand six things. There are many things you should know about your area, right? But these are the key ones. And most of you already know. The number one, you need to know the number of properties for sale in your specific community. One, two, three, four bathroom units. Single homes, townhouses, high rises, depending on where you live, right? That's number one. Number two, the average price. If you're going to have a meaningful conversation where you're offering value to your clients, you need to know exactly the average price for the one, the two, the three, the four bathroom units. Number three, the average price per square foot. Number four, the highest and the, the highest for sale. Number five, the lowest for sale for the one, two, three, four bedroom units. And number six, based on the market. I'm gonna say it one more time, all right? So you have the time to write it down. Number one, you need to know the number of properties for sale. There are six things, right? Number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lowest for sale, and days on the market, got it? That will give you the confidence to speak to a client, whether you are relatively new to the area or not. Remember guys, as the number one agent in Miami says, Riley Smith, we are not selling properties. What we're selling is our confidence. And don't confuse confidence with self-esteem. You take me to another area, to Brooklyn, right now, Tanya, to sell real estate, I won't have the confidence. And I can't fake it. I don't know the area. Now, what I can do is to prepare myself and to understand exactly, Tonya, where you are. If I'm going to be your neighbor now, I'm going to look for those six things. Okay, how many properties are right now in my community? What's the average price? Average price per square foot. What's the highest for sale, the lowest for sale, and days on the market? And I usually want to go back six months for closed sales to understand the dynamics, the trends on my area. Now, 
I feel way more comfortable to go and speak to a buyer and a seller because I know I can help them because I understand the dynamics of the area. All right. So if you're uh, moving to a new area, you said before you do the marketing campaign that I show you, which is exactly the same process. Make sure you understand those things. Very, very, very good. Erika, good morning. My first is in the class. Erika, welcome. Welcome. Please ask your first question, your first class, your first session. Please make sure you ask the questions. Liliana, Liliana that I know, Liliana, it's uh, moving to another, another area too. Once we contact those companies, companies that provide us the owner's information, they send it right away once we pay for it. Yes. I live in Brickle. For those of you who are not from Miami, Brickle is an area close to downtown Miami. And I would like if you recommend me to buy the Brickle owner's info or should I include south of, south of with the area too. I would recommend uh, Brickle first. Uh, Brickle is a large enough area uh, that should have at least 2,000 2, residences and at least 80 to 90 properties sold. So the critical answer to that, Liliana, is remember guys, in module number one, and for, um, for Erica, whose first session is today, we need to identify an area of at least 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Um, Liliana, I'm 100% sure that in an area in Brickell, in Brickell, there were at least, at least 80 to 90 properties sold just in five or six buildings with our total units you know, in existence of about 2,000, all right? So that's exactly what we wanna do first. And then you can go south. Alisana, I was trying to start my first campaign yesterday, but the preview wasn't available and I was afraid to send it. Why it could be that uh, unable to display a preview of this ad, it was one of the messages. The other was correct. The other was correct, the parameters. Uh, Alisa, I don't know, that is a very technical issue. If you, if you can uh, send us on a screenshot, I'll be more than glad to submit it to our team, technical team, and see if we can help you with that. Uh, my suggestion would be, Alisa, to go back and start from zero and follow uh, all the steps on the Facebook campaign. Just start from zero. And if that happens again, just take a screenshot and send it to us. Uh, my, I, I promise you that my team will review it. I can guarantee you we'll be able to solve it. Uh, but we'll, we'll do our best, right? Lucero moving to a new city. Fifth, sorry, as I said, Liliana, I think I answered your question. Miguel Moreno, hey, where do I get those two guys? Five mistakes for owners and seven steps before buying. Uh, you have many campaigns. If you're using the black box, which most of you are using, you have all that content. I just changed the name. You can change the name, but you have all the content in the black box and you have nine, by the way, Miguel, you have nine different guides with the black box. Pick one, pick one, that's it, all right? You can also create your own guide with the content we provide you. Remember, as long as you're a member, you have 100% rights to use this content everywhere you want. I suggest you change the title and some copy of it so it becomes your own, right? All right, let's continue right here. Uh, I think it is like when you got your license, all right, Lucero says you have to start to understand the areas from the beginning. Same now, but with the advantage that you know all the process of real estate. Am I right, Orlando? 100% right, and 100% right. Uh, the beautiful, Anna said that, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, 
one of the top agents in the, in the country, I think it's one, no, top 20, his name is Eloy Carmenate. And he says something very interesting. I highly recommend you watch that interview with Eloy Carmenate. Write that down, Eloy Carmenate, and watch the Miami Real Estate Show. He said the following. He says, a real estate transaction goes from A to Z. That's it. A real estate transaction goes from A to Z. My job is to be in A and in Z. All right. So he was talking about time management and delegation and team development. But at the end of the day, it's also important to realize that what he said, a real estate transaction goes from A to Z. It is the same pretty much around the country. The steps are very similar. What changed is the laws, right, in different states. Okay, that's fine. But the process is pretty much the same. By the way, I wrote, wrote this book back in 2005. Why is it in Spanish? Because my clients are international investors. Look, at the time, look at my picture. Look at the picture that I had. And look at, uh, please, Jose, do not laugh, okay? It's, just not, it's not a funny thing. <laughs> All right, right here. It was in 2005, way before Facebook, way before 2005 right here, way before uh, Instagram. It's all about the content. Uh, and this put me on, on the map. This put me on TV, on radio, gave me a lot of nice contracts, uh, a lot, a lot of leads. Uh, and, and why am I mentioning this? Because this, any of you can write. This is not my formula. I'm just explaining the process of buying and selling real estate. That simple. Got it? And this applies pretty much everywhere in the country. There might be different laws on how to incorporate and, and different uh, uh, tax situations. Florida, for example, Texas, for example, we have a lot of agents from Texas, right? Well, we are one of the seven states in the United States that do not have state taxes, right? Uh, so meaning we only pay, you know, federal income tax. So it's a, it's a, it's a great, great place to live in terms of saving uh, in taxes. But, you know, the process of buying and selling real estate is pretty much the same. So, Lucero, don't worry. As Anna said, you know, if you're moving to a, a new area, especially in the residential process, it's learning the same things. It's just different numbers. Got it? Very good. Very good. Trisha, good morning, Orlando. You are amazing as always. Thank you very much. Where do you suggest that we purchase the email list of residents of a specific area? If you don't have that, Patricia, send me an email at info at montielorganization.com. So for those of you who want that list, uh, we usually refer you guys to uh, one or two companies that we've worked for a long, long time. And it's usually the same company. This company has been in existence for over 70 years. Very uh, famous company, works with the top uh, biggest companies in, in the United States. So send an email, info, at montielorganization.com, info at montielorganization.com, and my team will just connect you via email with them, and you talk to them, and, and uh, you, you, you ask them exactly what you're looking for, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, uh, Christina, uh, average days on the market varies because some agents place the house in the market as, as, as their property, in the market and as their property. That's okay, Christina, uh, it changes, but it's an average, and uh, we want to give them an average, all right? Uh, yeah, some agents leave it, you know, they don't, they don't close the, the, uh, the, uh, they don't close the transaction in the MLS. It stays for a little bit longer. At the end of the day, what we want is a ballpark. It doesn't have to be exact. It's exact. It's an average. All right. All right. I see Adriana and I see Luciana. I see both of you right here. Say hello to Victor and give, <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's continue right here. 
Uh, Christina says, it's very difficult to find average days on the market because some agents put the property up for sale at a very high price and they stay on the market for a long time. That's the average. Yeah. Can you tell me how to calculate that? Yeah, very simple. You go to the MLS and you add, all right, one of the informations, add days on the market and in, your, in, your, uh, in your local MLS. And that's it. it the, the MLS will tell you days on the market, right? Uh, and and that, those are the days on the market. If it's 131 days, well, yes, yeah, some properties are overpriced, some properties are priced correctly and they, they sell very fast. At the end of the day, it is the average days on the market. That in this area, the average days on the market is 131. Why? Well, because some people overpriced, because some people don't need to sell, or because some people need to sell. It's the average price. Got it? Another good, uh, but it's a little bit more technical, another good indicator is listing price to sales price ratio, right? The MLS will give you that too, Christina. Listing price to sales price ratio. So if you're having that issue, Right of some people in your specific community uh, where people are overpricing their property. By the way, there are overpriced properties in every single market. So again, the average price is, is an important indicator. Right? We all use it nationwide based on the market. All right? And we all know that there are some properties that are overpriced. That's normal. But another indicator is listing price to sales price ratio, which indicates, all right, the, 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 you know, how much they listed for and how much they sold for, all right? So another one that can help you too. And again, the more indicators you use in your presentation, the more you show your client that you know what you're talking about. Very, very good. Wellington, let's see right here. Oops, hi Orlando, is rental a good strategy while you're learning the business for faster income? All right, that's debatable. Uh, some people will say yes, and I wouldn't war argue with that. Uh, my own personal take, it's uh, no. Here's why. Because if you start focusing on rentals, rentals will take most of your time. And we don't, we, we, we delay developing our buyers and more important, listing skills and uh, renters you know, have a very low ceiling. That being said, if any of you have a very, very difficult financial situation and you need to do some rentals, of course, by all means. But I wouldn't use it as a business development strategy. If you have to do rentals because you're, financial, you're in a financial situation that you have to, by all means. But understand that doing rentals won't help you develop your business. To the contrary, will develop your your will will delay the development of your listing agent skills because you're not putting enough time on your marketing and pre-qualifying, following up, presenting, handling objection, and closing skills to get the high commissions. And I've seen agents that spend a year, a year and a half working with rentals, and at the end of those 12 to 18 months they find that you know, their income is very limited and they still don't have a book of business, right? Uh, that being said, uh, Wellington, do a combination. But as long as that is not inter interfering with your development of skills to get buyers and more important sellers, then do it, right? Hopefully that answers your question. Okay, so I've been, I've been noticed that the sold properties have a different average days on the market. Okay, Christina, very important.
very, very simple. We, we want to give a ballpark, right? We want to make sure that when we communicate with our client, we're giving not exact numbers, but we're giving average numbers. So they understand that we understand the market. All right. So that, I want to leave it at that. You don't have to be that precise. We're not performing surgery in anybody. Uh, you know, we're not building a building that if we say, you know, it's two millimeters to the right and it's instead of two millimeters, six millimeters, the, the building is going to fall. We just want to understand exactly the trends, where, how the market is behaving in general. All right. Lena, I want to find a property in Palm Coast, which is the best way to find that. I want to find a property in Palm Coast. Reach. Go to Google, Palm Coast Real Estate Agents, and you'll find an agent that can help you with, with that. If you're not an expert in that area, find a person that is. That's simple. All right. Liliana, to post properties on our website from other agents, is it necessary to contact the listing agent or is it okay the permission that we find on the property information from the MLS? Very important. It is not okay, Liliana. You need to find the written permission from that agent. Send them an email. Most agents, 99 agents out of 100 will let you do it, but you need the permission in writing. Very important. Uh, Lucero, can you repeat the name? Oops, it jumped a little bit here. Can you repeat the name that you can you repeat the name of the realtor that you mentioned so that we can watch that interview? Yes. The name of that agent is Eloy, Eloy Carmenate. Eloy Carmenate. Let me go right here. I'm gonna show you this right here. Eloy Carmen uh, Montier Organization. Montier Organization right here. I'm going to show you something right here. Is this guy. So you can go here to our main page. I highly recommend you go to YouTube because you have, you're gonna have more information, but if you wanna see it in our page, you can go right here. It's this guy right here. You go to the Miami, see, before you log into the membership, what do you do? You go to the Miami Real Estate Show, all right? And you're gonna find him here. It's uh, from the last page, one click, two clicks, all right? And you're going to find him right here. This is it. Eloy Carmenate. So I highly recommend you watch all the interviews. But in this case, since we were talking about the process right here, by the way, this house appeared yesterday. I was watching, I was yesterday, I was watching in Netflix. I highly recommend that if you're into architecture, you're into real estate, uh, amazing houses around the world, amazing houses around the world in, in Netflix. Great, great, great uh, documentary. And uh, the owner and developer of this house and the house next to this one uh, appear in that amazing house in the United States. Well, this one appeared in the, in, the, in the special. Actually, the one next to it, which is smaller than this one. Uh, by the way, this is a three-story property, $36 million property uh, right here uh, in Miami Beach, in Mid Beach. Uh, they had a, 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 a what is it? Um, a trampoline going from the third floor to the first. It's a beautiful property. So I highly recommend you watch uh, this interview. I'm gonna click right here, right here. Please watch that interview. It's gonna help you a lot. Uh, let me go to participants. Let me text you that, stop sharing. This is the guy right here. Watch that interview. Very, very good interview. I also suggest for those of you who have not yet subscribed, you can also watch more interviews right here in our YouTube channel, all right? Right here, make sure 
you register on this channel. Uh, let's see what questions do we have. Let's see, what other questions do we have? I got lost a little bit, chat, there we go. Can you repeat the realtor? I mentioned that, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amazing Home is a great show, I love it. Yep, Amazing Homes is a great show. I highly recommend you watch it. It's very, very good show. It was very entertaining yesterday. All right, so I think those are all the questions from, for today. I'm going to repeat it, uh, what we learned today. Just in case you have other questions, I can still answer. Let's see, what is the best way to get your books where you can buy them? Liliana, you can find uh, my three books, Paz Economica, uh, Buying a Property in the United, uh, uh, The Guide to Buying Real Estate, and The Ultimate Real Estate Agent book. You can find it in Amazon. Just go to Amazon, Orlando Montiel, and in Amazon, um, you will find them, all right? Uh, so thank you, thank you for that question, Liliana. Amazing class, such a great way to start the week. Thank you very much. You wanna really appreciate, again, I just wanna make sure that you simplify, simplify the process, guys. It's all about lead generation. It is the time. The country is back to normal in terms of real estate, right? They are showing right now. Uh, there's people interested in buying, businesses picking up. You need to start generating leads. Remember, there are only four ways to generate leads. Number one, email marketing, cheapest one. Number two, social media. It's not as cheap as email marketing, but it's very inexpensive. Number three, online marketing, Zillow, uh, retargeting, Google ads, realtors.com, and offline marketing, postcards, magazines, newspaper. You need to get started right away. So we finish right now our session. Make sure you sit down and figure out exactly what is it that you're going to do to start generating leads. We're here to help you. If you have any doubts, that's what we're here for. All right, Orlando, I can't figure it out. I'm sorry. You're my coach. Your team has to help me. We will. That's our job, and that's what we want to do for you. But remember, nothing happens. Nothing happens until we start generating leads in a regular basis. No, I'm too busy. No, 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 no. Everything else can wait. Everything else can wait but lead generation. Nothing will happen until you start generating the leads. And one more thing that I want to ask you, please be patient. If you're new to an area, if you're brand new to real estate, if you, have not, if you are not new to real estate, but you have not developed your sales skills, be patient. At the beginning, lead generation is not about converting. Lead generation is about developing your communication skills, your sales skills to convert more leads into clients. So number one, start generating leads today. Number two, be patient. Be good to yourself, all right? Thank you, guys. Always say thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you, Soila, Laura. Thank you very much to all of you. Thank you for being here today. Guys, this is just the beginning of the week. The more questions you ask this week, the faster we can help you generate more leads. It's a blessed being in front of you today. Thank you for investing an hour of your day with me today. And we're here to answer every single question you have. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wednesday, by the way, Wednesday, we have the Miami Real Estate Show. We have Alex Vidal, great speaker, great, great speaker. One more thing before you go. Uh, you're going to receive anyways the invitation. And if you don't have the invitation for Wednesday, info at montierorganization.com. Info at montierorganization.com. I need the invitation for the Miami Real Estate Show. This is a true story, true story. This is the third time Alex is going to be in the show. Third time. Now, listen to this, guys. Alex, many of you already know him, great, great speaker. He has interviewed a lot of people, all right? 
The first time I interview Alex, I lied to him and he knows it. I, I had to lie to him. He said, Alex, I'm sorry, we had an issue with your film, with the, with the recording of the film. We can air it. He was so bad at it. And I tell him, you were so bad at it. I mean, there, there was no content. There was no, no energy, no delivery. Now, to me, he's one of the top, top speakers in real estate. Amazing speaker, amazing speaker. So I'm telling you, the first time I had him in the show, all right, I, I couldn't air that interview. Now, you have to see it on Wednesday. You think I have energy? Well, you see Alex. I mean, and we, get, we do a very, very good, uh, powerful interview. The guy has all the energy in the world, and he's very, very knowledgeable. So you can see, you know, from a guy that, that I didn't want to have air in the show because he didn't have, you know, the, the power, the delivery, the communication skills to a guy that has taken it to a completely different level in the real estate industry. All right, guys? So hopefully... Uh, uh, you can attend that session live on Wednesday and ask him questions, right? How, what did he do to develop that energy, to develop those communications skills that you are going to see on Wednesday, right? Alisa, thank you very much. Thank you very much for those words. Felipe, always nice to see you here. Say hello to your wife. Ariela, thank you very much again for your comments. See you on Wednesday in the Miami Real Estate Show. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.